Spire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Sayers. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs and creators to reveal their unexpected paths to where they are today. And today my guest is Danny Miranda. Danny is the host of the Danny Miranda podcast, which is a phenomenal show. And I highly recommend you check it out. But he has, in the last six months, built something amazing. And he's had some awesome guests. He has done the work to hone the craft of podcasting. Like I I hope to one day, uh, I aspire to one day be better at the craft of the interview and be able to uh, compete, not compete in a negative way, but be up to the level that I think he is in his um, interview skill set. And this is a great conversation. Danny is an awesome guy, and I think you're really going to like him. So without further ado, my conversation with Danny Miranda. I believed in my heart if I just put my heart into a project, if I put my soul into something, good things would happen. I had no idea what I could never have predicted what's happened, but I'm just like just on the ride. I'm just surfing the wave and excited for it, you know? Absolutely. So before we start, I actually wanted to just I want to ask you one question. Cause in looking through um doing my research, LinkedIn isn't something you use, I use. But we had a mutual that surprised me. Does James no Chartrand way. or Men With Pens ring a bell? Oh, my God. This is a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, when I was 15 years old, I had a Nick's blog. Mm-hmm. And it was called Nick's Vision. And I wanted my site to be redesigned. And I hired James Chartrand at the time and convinced my parents to like shell out like, a thousand or two thousand dollars for a site design or redesign um and it was just like a, I i didn't realize that it was a man or a woman and like that she was under a pen name and all uh-huh. this cool stuff she did a great job but yeah that was way back in 2010 so How do you know james i more 99 percent sure i built that site because dave no. my business partner we're two thirds of men with pens. What the fuck? <laughs> like, isn't are that crazy? Kidding? So, are like, you serious? Yeah. So we were like, I was a developer. I have tears in my eyes. Tears. <laughs> like, just like what? Yeah, it's just such a small word. So I saw that. I saw the name, and she hasn't been doing stuff in a while. So I was like, it has to be from that time period. And knowing that you were blogging and starting around <laughs> that time. It was 2010 when I started developing all the sites for Men With Pens. So, like, I don't remember that one specifically because we literally did over 100 in one year, which was insane. But, yeah, that's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so absurd. I'm going to, yeah, I I have that. This, like, I have it through, um, what's that, web archive? Like, where you could see oh, yeah. the old mm-hmm. websites. Yeah, I'll pull it up for you. See if it rings any bells. Or anything yeah, for like sure. That. Yeah, I'll have to look right. back and see. But yeah, that's just wild because I saw like you. You've talked to uh, Brian Clark and like you had like Joel Runyon and like like all these people that are just like I'm friends with and like in in the same circle. So I'm wondering, we have a lot more overlap than I think I realized. One hundred percent. That's crazy. Like, and so you've been. When did you start doing stuff online? 
So Since forever. It well, it was. So I've been doing things like well, this is this isn't your show. This is mine. But real quick, <laughs> yeah. See, I've seen you do this on other interviews where like you really do because it's what it's it's your wheelhouse. Like it's you natural. ask the questions. It's yeah, natural. you get the person going. Um. But yeah, like I was doing web stuff, building sites since I was in high school. But I, I actually started online full time doing my own thing with men with patents. So it was 2010 wow. when I started. Oh so yeah, it's just that's how you got your start. That's how uh -huh. I kind of got my start too. That's yeah, absurd. Yeah, it's really wild. And then like we've worked with Brian at Copy Blogger a ton, like doing a bunch of things. And, like we're like I don't know part of that family for all these years. So it's yeah, just a lot of overlap. So it's fun. <laughs> wow, so cool, so cool, and, and chills. Like gives me chills. Like that's what you're supposed to be doing in this moment. It's how I feel right now. Like mm -hmm. that our our connection comes full circle. Absolutely, so cool, man. So I want to start somewhere that at eight years old what is an eight-year-old danny miranda writing about in the sunny times <laughs> so i don't know where i got this idea from to start a newsletter to take down the new york times but it just popped into my head one day and i was writing about sports and current events and my my grandmother god bless her would go around and start selling you know, the sunny times to her friends, because none of my friends had $10 to spare for a newsletter or $5. I'm not sure how much it cost, but it, um, it was just, it was a, a foreshadowing of what was to come in a lot of ways. Definitely. And it, it's just so amazing to me just to think, because at eight years old, you are, you're young. I mean, but you had this drive I know at 12, you started a started a time management blog. And that was like, it's just like you really, you've been on this trajectory. This is, this is where, just like you just said, this is where you were destined to be. Mm -hmm. And on the show, I like to talk about origin stories. So I kind of want to talk, like start just a well, you know, before we dive in, who's Danny Miranda today, just right now, just a little brief overview. And we'll dive into that in a little bit more so. Yeah. Danny Miranda today is a creator, a person who is, trying to exude and live a life of discipline, happiness, love, and trying to pursue the greatest version of himself while inspiring other people to do the same. And that sounds like something scripted, but I guarantee you it, it's from the bottom of my heart and it's something I try to live every day. Yeah, and it comes through. Like you can see it. Like your smile, your like you you exude energy and happiness and it, it's something that really, yeah, it shines through. So I want to start then because you've talked about Danny 2.0. Who is Danny 1.0? So it's sort of that origin story and like, who were you before um, you've become the current you? Yeah. Danny 1.0 was somebody who was addicted to gambling, who drank probably three or four times a week, who didn't care about setting goals or doing anything to help himself, but just wanted the best for himself. He, want, he was so focused and oriented around himself and not at all focused on another person or trying to help anyone else feel better, but yeah, much more ego driven and full of just not wanting to help anybody, but wanting to just live on his terms and just for himself. Yeah. So then what was the, the catalyst to, to shift over? Because I mean, we don't always see that, you know, we don't see that in ourselves always when it's happening, when we're in the midst of it. Yeah. So I would say that it started with starting to take my body seriously. And this was around four years ago. I started to 
I hired Mike Vacanti, who's a great personal trainer, online fitness coach. And through his system and process, I started figuring out a way to make lifting weights and eating correctly a part of my life. And so I had that as like a keystone habit. And from there, the rest of the dominoes started to fall and it was a slow fall. But that was really the first one that started to fall and shift me into a new being. But that was four years ago. And there's been a lot of change since four years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so what what is some of that change? So I mean, not to go so far back, like you had the blog at, at 12, you had the time management one, then you went into the the next blog. But uh, maybe starting from from that point from the transition into Danny, uh, Danny 2.0. Yeah, so it started with getting my physical right and getting my body right. And from that, I got more energy and felt better about life. But it then turned to it, a year later, after I graduated college, I then wanted to get money and, and figure out how do I how do I make money? And so that was part of the journey as well. Um, after that, after I'd like gotten the money aspect under control, the next stage of it was how can I get my mind right? How can I connect to my soul? How can I connect to who I am? So that was building mental toughness and discipline and going inward with meditation. And these are all things that were very difficult for me at the beginning of when I started. But by the time I had been doing them for three months, it was like they were become a part of me. So it was a, a slow journey. And it wasn't like I woke up one night or one day, just this person, but it was the positive habits building and building and building to four years later, you see someone who's full of energy and full of life. Yeah. Would you say that you were energetic then? Or was, is this really like such a stark contrast? Yeah, I would say that I was energetic in some capacity, in some situations. I was energetic around my friends when I really liked to hang out with my friends and drink with them. Like I was energetic when I was placing a bet. Like, but the thing is, those I was drawing energy from the wrong sources, right? Like other people and something outside of myself and and negative habits, I like to call them, instead of positive habits like meditation and working out. Mm-hmm. So then in 2020, 2020, it seems like when when Danny 2.0 really sort of hit the scene yeah. and started taking off. So what um, what was the immediate precursor? Because you did some with e-commerce and things. I, I don't have too much knowledge in the e-commerce space of what you're working on, but I, I'd love to dive into that and then just, yeah, move forward to 2020. Yeah. So e-commerce was 2018 to 2019. Gotcha. And, and it was you know, drop shipping and marketing and learning um, about that type of stuff. And what it started in 2018 with um, just trying to get out of college and figuring out how I was going to make money on my own. And so I did that uh, for, I would say, one and a half years around. And it was really cool because I met some great people, some of which I've, I've talked to on the podcast and stayed connected with. And that was a really important part because it, it helped me move out of my parents' house. It, it helped me just be on my own. And it, it helped me make money for the first time. After that, I mean, that was until 2019. And then after that, I just have been going in a completely different direction in terms of mental toughness, in terms of meditation. Um, but we could go wherever direction you want to go. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I kind of want to... S- yeah, what is that shift then? So the the 2020, the mental toughness and doing this, it wasn't a business shift. It's a personal shift. So mm-hmm. I'd sort of like to yeah dive into that a little bit because I really loved, you mentioned how you had written 
I forgot what you called what you called it, but you wrote down that Danny 2.0 was like yes, like coming or something. And then there was like yes. talk a little bit about that and like the story with your parents. Yes, that that was incredible. So one of the things I started to do in 2019 was I started to create a mentality folder. And what this is, is just the type of person that I want to be and the vision that I have and the type of actions that I do and the type of person I am. And I would read this every day for six months, right? And I would see changes and I would, I would be, be becoming a different person. And the title of the folder was called Danny 2.0. And so my parents didn't know that, but what I was doing and reading this folder every day, it was something in me was shifting. And outside of me in 2020, my parents noticed six months after I'd been reading this folder for six months, my parents started to call me Danny 2.0 with no knowledge of the folder. And I just sat there for my, a second. I was like, what is going on in this world? I'm just reading this folder, Danny 2.0, and I have changed so much to the point that my parents are now calling me something else, like Danny 2.0, that exact statement. It was just a mind-blowing moment and just a moment that made me realize that one, I had changed, and two, the universe works in a way that I don't think I really have an understanding of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all very interconnected. Um, so then... Yeah, applying that to 2020, you started with um, maybe the first things was that the blogging that you were really diving yeah. in and giving yourself the challenge of like blogging. I know you did like the fitness stuff sort of side by side. Yeah. So for when I was when quarantine happened in 2020, I said to myself, OK, what? I, first of all, I was going to be a personal trainer. I was going, I had this job set up to be a personal trainer starting in in February and then the gym shut down and. I think we're going to end we're going to enter into a recession of some sort. So I was like, listen, no one's going to hire a personal trainer for years. So let me figure out a different route. What was I doing as a child? What was I doing when I'm I was the most happy? For me, that was the sunny times. For me, that was when I was writing my time management blog and Nick's blog. <laughs> and so that was what I went to. So I went, okay, let me see if I can do that now. And so I I started dannymiranda.com. And I said to myself, I'm going to write two posts a week for a year and see what happens. And that year, we're now at a year from that point, which is crazy. So that was my first mission of like two posts a week. And from there, I mean, it turned into a podcast, it turned into meeting and connecting with amazing people. And it was that initial step of like, okay, quarantine can either make you or break you. And so let this be the time when you rise like a phoenix. Yeah. And I... I've, I tell people a lot that action yields opportunity because like we can we can dream all we want, and, like think about, oh, one day, hopefully we can do this. But until we start, the, the reason I named this podcast starting now is I've planned it. I've planned on doing it for years and I tell wow. people to just start and I wasn't taking my own advice. So I was like, that's a problem. So I'm just going to start now. Whatever happens, happens. We'll see how it goes. So I love that. Just hit the ground running. Give yourself a, a metric, something that you want to hit and then you're accountable. And you do a lot with mm -hmm. accountability partners too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And accountability changed my life, starting with 75 Hard. When I was doing this program, and briefly break it down for those who aren't familiar, 75 Hard is a 75-day program where you, for 75 days, you drink a gallon of water a day, you take a progress picture, you um, do two workouts. One of them has to be outside. You follow a diet of some sort, with no alcohol involved 
and no cheat meals of any kind. And you read 10 pages of a self-help or nonfiction book. And you have to do that for 75 days. And so I started this program on day one. And I was like, I texted my friend Tej and I said, hey, Tej, this is the program I'm doing. And he's like, I want to do that too. Let's text each other at the end of each day and, and see like, so we could track our progress together. And I was like, okay, great. So we did that. And that changed my life. The accountability aspect of it changed my life because I didn't want to do the program some days, but I didn't want to let Tej down more than I didn't want to do it. So then I realized like, oh, there's something to this accountability. And ever since I use my, the people who follow me as accountability partners in the sense of like, right now I'm trying to wake up at 6am every day for 30 days. And so I'll tweet out, you know, this is my challenge. Shame me if, if I don't complete it. And so when I, when I complete the day, I, I then update and tell people this is what I've done. So that's a, a quick way that I've used that in present day as well. Yeah, I mean, that's hugely helpful. And so 6 a.m. though, what was the initial impetus for that? Because I am completely a night person. You probably saw I DM'd you last night at probably like midnight. And this is the first yeah. thing I'm doing today. So <laughs> wow. that's, I mean, listen, everyone's got their own schedule. Oh, for sure. But, but for 6 a.m., I mean, my friend Tej actually texted me, hey, do you want to wake up at 6 a.m. for 30 days? And I failed it three times. Um, which I think is important to talk about because I realized that Tej wasn't the best accountability partner for me in that moment. For me, the best accountability partner was the audience and, and letting people know that this is what I was doing. So since letting the audience know, I haven't missed a day, but um, it's interesting how different points in your life call for different people to for you to be accountable to. Yeah. So you talked about audience. Um, you have a great Twitter following because you have a great Twitter account. You have a great podcast, so many episodes, so many listeners. How did you get the ball rolling on that? Because you've, you've been blogging and doing things for a while, but it, it really feels like things have taken off recently. Yeah. So, you know, what's really interesting is like, I think that I didn't realize how much audio and video, like how I could do that. Um, and I'm still very much learning. I've only been doing it for six months now. And whereas I've been writing forever online, it feels like, but writing um, has come naturally to me, but I've never tried audio or video. So I got the ball rolling with the podcast by just starting, you know, I recorded 20 episodes in a span of a month and I realized how much I loved it. And if I love something, I go all in and I spend all my time doing it. I'm so excited by it. I thought I was going to do one a week and doing one a week is amazing. And I like anyone doing a podcast, it's hard work. Um, but I said, you know what, I'm going to get better at this if I do it more and I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to have more episodes for people to listen to. So I'm going to do three a week. And so I had this huge backlog and I just got to work and haven't stopped getting to work since. Yeah. So how did you get those first Because 20 people right, right from day one? Like, cause that was before you even launched the podcast, right? You had 20 and a backlog before episode one. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. <laughs> so how did you, how did you connect with all those people? I just reached out, man. I just, I said to myself, you know, like people love to be featured on the podcast and, and people love to talk about themselves. So why not just reach out? I think that so many people starting out think that, oh, when I get bigger, I'll be able to reach out to this person or that person. And that may be true, but you don't know until you ask. And so I just reached out to as many people as I could who had big followings who I was curious about and who were interesting to me. And I just like, 
I ripped it and let it go. And <laughs> it's been fun since. Yeah. And I think people really miss, they don't, they don't take the shot kind of thing because there isn't that everyone's competing for the bottom, you know, everyone's competing, mm -hmm. not, not bottom in a negative way, but com people compete for the same things. And there's fewer people, there's fewer people trying to become like the CEO versus trying to get the entry level job. It just always works out that way. And I think with this, this is a great example because how many episodes are you up to now? We're up to 76 That's published wild like i just can't believe is that you've done that many interviews and they're they're phenomenal like we'll dive in a little bit to your like uh, approach to podcasting but that many in six months just blows my mind because like no like i do the one a week and like i give myself more work having the multi-camera setup but still it's like i can't imagine knocking out three every week because you aren't you're not phoning it in. You're doing the research up front, which actually I want to talk a little bit about like research and how you dive into to guests and maybe at what stage you're doing that. Yeah. So research is such an important part of the puzzle for me. And I think it's where I've been able to stand out as a, as an interviewer. And I just love stalking people. I love going <laughs> deep on them and figuring out like, what's their motivation for doing that? Like, like you were asking about the origin story, like asking them that question. I've noticed that guests typically laugh after my first question because it's so out there. It's so great. Like, how did I come up with that? How did I find? And the truth is that I'm spending a lot of time on that person and I'm digging deep into previous podcast appearances they've been on. I'm going to their archives. I'm seeing what they were tweeting in 2017. I'm going to the fourth page of Google and trying to figure out what their motivations were when they published something five years ago. And in that way, you can actually get to know somebody better than they know themselves because they forgot about that thing they posted and you're bringing it up and they're like, oh my God, that's crazy. Um, so my approach is just to stalk someone, use the Twitter tool of like, like the advanced search and sort by favorites, go to the fourth page of Google. One thing that I'm going to start doing that someone recently suggested to me is ask somebody who is friends with the person for a long time or knows the person really well, what's something that they're not typically asked or most people wouldn't know. That's a great um, idea. That's something that I'm, yeah, that's something I'm going to start playing around with. And I suggest you do the same if it interests you. Um, but yeah, just like really going deep on the person, really caring about them so the audience understands that and they feel like, wow, you know, that Danny really took the time to research this person. And because of that, I want to give him my time again because he obviously really cares about going deep and getting the nuggets that someone else might not. Yeah, and you're great at finding that that thread that connects you with the with the person too. I, I know it's probably not universal in every episode, but... Um, like Brian Clark from Copy Blogger, and right away you're just like, yeah, like your blog is what helped me start a blog, and like immediately you have that that bonding moment, which is hugely valuable. It's it's something that obviously it just can't happen universally, but I think the deeper you go on someone, the more you you understand, you really see the commonalities and things. And I love your your Gary V story, like. Uh, we won't dive into here to it here because you have the interview with Gary V that I really recommend people go and listen to because it's just awesome and th that connection blew my mind. I love that. But um, ah, I guess just briefly, could you just run through what that was? Like now that I teased it out, I feel like we have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I love to. I mean, I would tell the story to my friends in college when Gary V was 
coming up to the worldwide audience and they would be like, what, how is that possible? Anyway, um, Gary V in 2011 or 2010, I had a Knicks blog and you know, you turns out you designed that Knicks blog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Now we know. But... <laughs> for... <laughs> yeah. So in 2011, I, I was following Gary Vee and, and was a big fan of him. And so I wanted to come to his book signing for the Thank You Economy in New York City. My mom wouldn't let me go because it was a school night. And Gary Vee said to me, or I tweeted to Gary saying, hey, Gary, I would love to come. My mom won't let me. Gary <laughs> tweeted back, what's her number? Called her on the spot. And my mom convinced my mom was convinced that I should come to the book signing. And me and Gary got a picture together and it was great. Um, fast forward now to 2020 and I tweet out from my previous blog, the 2009 time management blog, <laughs> like an article that I wrote about Gary and he followed me from that, him following me ends up with him on the podcast and yeah, the rest is history. That that's the quick story for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I recommend people definitely check out that episode of your show. It's just, it's awesome. And just to see you both light up at that moment when that comes up. It's yeah. Love it. Um, so diving into people's stories, sometimes you can get a little too far. Like, how do you find that line? Because I know, and I like that you were open about this. I didn't, I didn't see it the way you did, but the Ali episode, um, Ali, um, Abdal, like in the intro to that, you said how you felt like it wasn't your best work and things. How do you, how do you approach that now? And maybe how does that episode change your approach? Yeah. So this is a great question. For context, for the Ali episode, I had so many questions prepared and I was so well prepared that I was losing myself in the questions and not in the moment. And that's just such a a fine line of balance that I've had to figure out as an interviewer of like, what's the right amount of research and what's the right amount of like fullness in the moment, curiosity. I think everyone's got to find that balance for themselves and you only get to that point by doing and figuring it out for you. So I'm happy that that interview happened for me personally, because I said to myself, I'm not in the moment enough. I was just reading off questions that wasn't actually having a conversation and listening to them. Um, and that was really important for me because next time I did better. And every moment, every failure, every success serves as a way for you to gauge in the future of how to act and how to iterate. So yeah, you got to get in the arena to be able to figure out for yourself what the right balance is. Absolutely. And I did that early on. I had a few of those that really afterwards I was, well, I don't want to say early on consistently after the, after the conversation, I'm like, I just, I didn't, I didn't perform like the guest is great, Mm -hmm. but I just wasn't like up to, up to my, where I want my standards to be, you know, but it's hard. Like this is a lot harder than I think it appears on the outside because yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, it's just a conversation, but there's a lot more that goes into having a conversation that's worth essentially broadcasting because this is this is entertainment for others yeah and i think what you said there is really important that it's a performance and it's the crazy thing is it's like i'm bringing my authentic real version of myself but at the same time i'm performing as well so i think that's a important nuance that gets lost in the podcasting when you think of it as a consumer it's like people are performing they're they're on a stage and so you've got to as the person on the stage you have to be able to bring that to each moment and bring that to guide the conversation if you are in the host position 
Yeah, I mean, and that's something I am not a natural entertainer, but it's something that I, I recognize, you know, I, like I want to get there. I want to have that that energy. I think actually you've said something about how con- like a piece of content is a piece of energy. And I really liked mm. like how you connected that. Is that, I mean, does that ring a bell? I think, I don't know if it was in a conversation, something I read, but um, would you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So I've, I realized that whenever I read a tweet, I would feel some way and it could be negatively if it's a negative tweet or positively if it's a positive tweet. And I was like, wow, there's really something to this. This is changing my energy in some way. If you're really, if you're really getting close to how you feel in that moment. And so it's, it's something I'm constantly thinking about as I'm going through podcasts and videos and tweets, like how is this affecting my energy? And if this podcast for anyone listening is not enjoyable to you, turn it off. Like, mm-hmm. like in the sense of like, do things that are, are high energy to you that bring you up. And, you know, if you can lean into that, you're going to be in a better place and it's just constant understanding of where you are in the moment. Right. Yeah. And then what you're putting out there too, how do you, how do you gauge if, if you're adding that positive energy? So, you know, I've started to do something over the past year that I realized that I've started to do, which is when I'm tweeting something or when I'm about to tweet something, I'm thinking to my head, is this good energy? Is this helping people? Is this the type of person that I want to be? And I think this way about my thoughts as well. Like I am constantly thinking about, am I amplifying the type of person that I want to be? Am I, cause that's the type of, of like awareness of your thoughts that I think is necessary to be a content creator that puts out positive energy, that puts out um, just ways in which people are, are helped in the world. And I think it's a constant battle of becoming aware of your own thoughts. That's the journey that I'm on at least. And definitely. So I wanna talk a little bit about business. So it's not, your podcast isn't a business. You have the opportunity this year, this past year that you've been able to build this and do the things, but what's your vision? Where, where do you plan on taking this? Yeah, I want it to be the number one podcast in the world. And I'm so thrilled that that is the goal and that is the North Star because it's not necessarily about getting to that place of the number one podcast in the world. Like, I don't really care about the title of that. I want the journey of the climb. That's what I'm excited about. And when I accomplish that, I'm sure I'll have another goal set up. Or if I don't accomplish that, great. I'll have a place to aim for the rest of my life. So that's the exciting part to me is like, can I get to that place? Can I reach that North Star? And it's just a constant everyday battle and a constant everyday process of how can I improve as a speaker, question asker, as a performer, and just continually iterate on that process. Yeah. So then do you have sort of a monetary goal? Is there any timeline that you're like, oh, hopefully, because I saw you just got your first sponsor, which is awesome. Congratulations. Um, And then do you have any sort of uh, other like revenue based uh, goals or things in terms of entrepreneurship? You know, I really don't. I just want to get better at the craft and get better at interviewing and get better as a a podcast host. And I think everything else will take care of itself if I do that at a high enough level. That's kind of how I'm approaching it. No, absolutely. I mean, that that is so rare. Like, you know, because people (laughs) like so many times it's like, oh, I'm doing this for um, just what you said 
I know you mean. That's the difference. Like people say what you said, but they don't mean it. They're like, oh, I'm building this and then money will come and I'll be like famous and I'll be this and that. But it, it shines through in everything that you do, that you are genuinely trying to build something great. And that, that's why I wanted to talk to you too, because it is, it's noticeably different. I can't even pinpoint how, like, I, I don't know how you're, how it, we can see it. Like we can see it and hear it and understand it from you where like others, yeah, it's just, it's not always the case. I think, you know, this was what I realized when I was writing, but the writing that I was doing wasn't getting the reception that I felt it should have. And then I would hop on the phone with people and they'd say, whoa, whoa, your energy is different. There's something different about you. And for me, it's just who I am. And it's just what I'm, you know, like this is what you'd get if you were having a phone call with me. <laughs> and so it, it was like a moment of like, huh, maybe I'm not in the right medium for me at this current stage in my life. Like, I know I want to write a book someday. I know I want to do these things, but you know, maybe writing isn't how I can best express myself. Maybe it's through video. Maybe people can understand better if they hear my voice. And so that's the, the constant battle and, and iteration and the constant just like process of, okay, am I doing what's right for my current medium in my current state in my current position so yeah and i appreciate say, the kind words are you 25 26 now i know you were like still 25? 25 yeah yeah you are so beyond your years it's amazing to me so like i just kudos for everything that you're you've done and you're doing because i really this is the thing like you said you're building this everything's gonna it's gonna work out it's just like, that's how i've always felt that way that my when people would be negative i'd just be like no it always works out like it's it's all perspective because everything will get to a, a better place if we're sticking with it. And who you are and what you do, like I immediately have like been paying attention and watching. I'm like, oh, I want to help this guy like make a bunch of money and do all these things. And I'm, I could guarantee a large percentage of the people you've talked to on your podcast are thinking the exact same thing because it's, it is just different and it, it comes through. So yeah, I mean, not to just keep praising you for the whole episode. We'll dive into more things. But yeah, I just, I really appreciate, appreciate how you're doing things. So um, just to change it up a little bit, diet and exercise and things are really huge. What's your approach to, um, and this is a complete, like complete left turn, but like I came up in the paleo space. We had a blog called Paleo Porn and doing all these things that was really like, um, that that's a huge part of me, but it's not really visible in, in this like entrepreneurial space anymore. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious, like what's your approach to like health and wellness? I like to follow a, a couple of different rules. One is like, if my great grandparents didn't eat it, then I won't. And the other is just like, like keep it simple and keep it boring. So for example, I eat probably 70% of my meals for lunch is like ground turkey and white rice and that's it. And it's simple, it's easy and it is good for me, high in protein and just makes me feel good and, and high energy. Then my second meal will be like chicken and sweet potatoes or a steak and sweet potatoes. So it's like, I'm not eating that many foods, but I'm keeping it simple. I'm keeping it easy. I'm just like following the same process. I don't have to think about it because I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. And it's really helpful for me to get in the nutrients that I need to feed me, to make me feel good. And also in there, I'll, I'll obviously have fruit for breakfast and I'll have, um, you know, vegetables with that sometimes. So very like, like good balanced diet, real foods, makes me feel good, makes me full of energy. 
and makes me happy. Yeah, and it probably keeps away that that 2 p.m. crash, that brain fog that really comes from like the standard American diet, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't feel any of that, you know, like and it's just a matter of what I'm putting into my body is me. It's part of me and it's really important. So treat it like it's an energy source, like the content, you know, it's the same thing. It's like the content is energy and can bring you up or bring you down. The food is the same way. And if it's something that's simple and easy and and it's uh, it works for, for you and it's real whole foods, like I don't see how you can go wrong. Yeah. And so you named your podcast after you because you have these interests and you didn't really, you want to be able to to shift and pivot. Have you had that that drive maybe to dive more into fitness because you were, I mean, you were on the cusp of being a personal trainer, like all those things. And we are so just multifaceted people that it's so hard to fit us in inside a box, even though maybe like business wise, it's not the best idea to just be wide open as just Danny Miranda. But um, what have you considered in terms of, um, in terms of keeping it open and what you may do, what you may pursue or what you would want to even just, just tinker with? Yeah. So I was just talking to someone about how I would, you know, love to talk in the future about starting a family or bring on experts, people like that, because, but that's not something that I'm interested in this moment. Mm -hmm. And if I named the podcast, you know, um, something about like personal fitness or something like that, then I wouldn't be able to necessarily bring on those guests. But because I named it after myself, it gave me the flexibility to just follow my own curiosity and follow my own interests, which in the short term will probably lead to less growth, but in the long term, it will be truer to myself. Yeah. I mean, the growth's definitely been there, so it's been working. I mean, <laughs> what's something that maybe is um, on your mind right now? Something different like NFTs? I feel like you're someone who can talk about anything. So I'm a little curious to like just pull little threads and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is there anything that's on your mind specifically that um, you sort of that you're thinking about a lot right now? NFTs are really interesting to me and I don't know anything about them and I'm certainly not qualified to speak on them in any capacity as an expert or as somebody who's done anything. I haven't bought an NFT, but it's really interesting to me. And especially when Gary Vaynerchuk talks about how bullish he is and comparing it to web 2.0 or the internet, like these things. And to think that we're on the cutting edge of that is really exciting to me. Another thing that I'm really thinking about is the future and AI. Um, that's sort of related to NFTs, but I've had Paul Yakubian on who's a started copy AI and is like a he's an entrepreneur who is trying to help people use AI systems like GPT-3 to write more freely and to write better words. So yeah, those are two things that are on my mind that I've been thinking about and diving into. And if I had a fitness podcast, I never would have been able to explore those interests. So I'm grateful for that opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, you're building it all around your personal brand. So it's you. We're following you on your journey. Like I have some friends and like people who I've worked with through the years who've wanted to start something, but they wanted that perfect thing. And I know I already mentioned it, but it was like the impetus for starting now was I don't know. We just start. Whatever happens, like if someone people are on the Danny train, like people are following you. If when you pivot, you're, you'll lose some. That's how it goes. But you're going to yeah. gain more and keep your diehard fans along the way. Have you considered like a Patreon or anything? Yeah, I've been thinking about ways to monetize, but I really want to do it in a way that's true to me and mm -hmm. authentic to me. And I don't want to hide my best stuff 
from people as well. I'm kind of like in the stage where I'm like, I'm right there. Like I'm in the middle of, of if I should monetize, should I like, where, what should I do? I'm currently trying to figure it out mm-hmm. is the answer. <laughs> um, but I'm sure we'll look back at this conversation in a year and be like, oh, of course he was supposed to be doing this or this. So we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see how it, it turns out. Yeah. And any I could, ideas open. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see even just a simple Patreon that you don't have to have anything even um, paywalled. I mean, it can just be like support the show, something that's a recurring payment. Or um, we do a lot of work with the minimalists. Their approach is they have their main show and then they have the, what do they call it? The maximal episode. So essentially, it's you get an hour for the normal show, an extra 30 minutes that they chatted after the show, and they can sort of dive into other things if they wanted to, or just whatever. It's just really free form. Um, yeah, and that does really well for them. But I really like that idea, because not for you, not wanting to do something that isn't true to you, because you have in the past, you've done a course for other things, right? That wasn't, yeah. it just didn't, didn't feel right for some reason. Absolutely. And it's really interesting, because the course was... I didn't know how to execute and teach a course as well as I thought I could, or as well as to give people that transformational experience. And I wish I, and I was beating myself up over it. Like, why can't I do this? Like, um, but I was young and I didn't know everything and I was learning and, you know, you make mistakes along the process. So I'm grateful for that too, because it taught me like, oh, maybe, you know, that wasn't the right avenue to go down. So yeah. We'll we'll see how it turns out. I'm excited though. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't want to take too much of your time. This is awesome. Like I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat and um, somehow fitting it in with all of these interviews. Actually, before before we wrap, how what does your day look like? How do you get? How are you able to record all these interviews, edit, post? I think you said you want to do a thousand YouTube videos this year. <laughs> how do you find the time? I mean. I was just reading something Naval said, which was like, if it's important enough to you, you'll find a way, right? And it is so important to me to get myself out there, get my message out. I think it's such an important message, like, and I embody it and truly live it on a day-to-day. But how it looks is like, right now I'm waking up at 6 a.m. I immediately do a one-hour meditation session, which is just sitting there with my thoughts, letting them go through me. And after that, I'm attacking the most important thing of the day is that writing some days is that editing a podcast some days is that recording or editing videos some days like it changes on the day um, after 12 normally I'll eat around 12 and then one to seven I'll have podcasts and talking to people and that's what this is and then you you go to sleep around nine or ten and do it again all the next day it's really just a never-ending train and it's so much fun for me, I wouldn't be sustainable if it wasn't fun and I didn't enjoy it from the bottom of my heart. So that's a little bit about my day. And thank you for for everything, man. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a really important uh, note that if it isn't for you, it just wouldn't work. It needs to be that fit for for the person who's doing it. So like following your following your lead isn't going to be for everyone. But I love that you found your lane and what you want to do. So that's awesome. So where should we send people to... Uh, check out everything Danny Miranda. Yeah, I, the Danny Miranda podcast is probably the best place. I mean, you'll hear more of this and more questions of me on the other end of me talking like Jeff and <laughs> then 
Hey, Danny Miranda on Twitter, and I'd love your feedback or thoughts about this episode. You could send me a message directly. Let me know what you think. If I'm crazy, if I'm out of my mind, if anything I said resonated with you, I would love to hear and I'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. And I love that closing. Like, as I've listened, I'm like, I should put the same thing out there. I I just really like because you do it on your show, too, where you're like, just tweet, tweet at me, DM, whatever. And yeah, I really like that because that just adds another layer. I mean, you are accessible. You you have DMs open. You're you're there. So yeah, I, I want people to reach out. I want to talk to people. I mean, I see this getting to a huge point when you know Gary Vaynerchuk can't talk to every single person. I don't know if I'm gonna end up being like Gary Vaynerchuk, but I wanna I wanna really appreciate this moment of like, wow, I can I'm accessible. I can talk to people. I wanna um, just continue doing that as long as I can. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, I'm excited to follow along on your journey. And if you ever need a hand with anything, like we're always here. It's, we've we've been in this game for a bit, but obviously you have you have a crazy network now of people who I'm sure are are more than happy to help. So yeah, excited to see you succeed. I'm grateful for all the support from the bottom of my heart, man. I, I really appreciate you inviting me on and just to see your podcast and see what it's done and see the I love the interviews. They're so professional. It blows my mind. I'm like, oh my God, how could this guy like do this with the cuts and here and there? I'm like, this, that's incredible. So I'm blown away by you. I'm grateful to be on your show. And thank you for for thinking of me. I want to thank Danny for joining me on this episode. Definitely be sure to check out his podcast, the Danny Miranda podcast. It is excellent. And he has, he has recorded so and released so many episodes already. It just, it blows my mind. I think I'm on, what is, this is around 30 or so, and he's already approaching 80 in much less time. It's such a great show. Definitely check it out. As always, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Built. And every week I say the same thing about Built. But if you want to get started online, head on over to built.co. That's B-Y-L-T dot C-O. And We're there to help you with WordPress themes and hosting and everything that we do in a turnkey fashion. And that'll do it for this week. Again, I'm Jeff Saris. This has been Starting Now. And I really want to see you start dreaming less and start doing more. That's really why this podcast exists. It's about getting started and getting started on your journey to building what you've always dreamed of. See you next week.